Little Follies, The Girl with the White Fur Muff, Chapter 23, begins. When my mother and father and I sat down that night to eat our dinner, I told them about Clarissa's invitation. My mother was enchanted. She acquired a rosy glow, and she hugged me several times when she'd gotten up to serve a dish or cleared the table. My father made several remarks that made him chuckle and made my mother giggle and blush and say, Oh, stop it, Bert. While my mother and I were doing the dishes, I said as casually as I could manage, Do you think I should wear a suit? My mother stopped working at once. Of course, she said, of course you should wear a suit. Oh, how cute you'll look. We went into the living room and proposed the idea of my getting a suit to my father, who was sitting in his favorite chair, drinking a beer and watching television. He thought and said that getting a suit just to go to dinner at a girl's house, no matter how pretty she was, was going too far. My mother suggested a sports jacket. My father said that I would probably never wear such a thing again for months, and the next time I had a use for it, I would have outgrown it. Why can't he wear the things you just got him? My father asked. All right, but how about a necktie? My mother asked. Come on, Bert, he said when he hesitated. Sure, said my father, grinning. I'll lend him a necktie. The next evening, there was lots of excitement over polishing my shoes, putting on my new corduroys and shirt and sweater, and tying my tie. My mother was teary-eyed when I was ready to go, and I wondered if there was something wrong with my outfit. My father drove me to Clarissa's house. Riding in the car, going off to dinner at a girl's house, I felt for a short time like a young sophisticate. The feeling began to fade when my father said, as I got out of the car, Now, be polite, Peter. And it vanished completely as soon as Mr. Budd opened the door. Well, he said, you must be Peter. Yes, I said. We shook hands. I hoped that he didn't notice that my hand was trembling. You look as if you're ready for Christmas, he said. Then he added, ho, ho, ho. There was a mirror in their hall. As Mr. Budd and I walked past it, I took a look at myself. For the first time, I realized that, except for my white shirt and brown shoes, I was dressed entirely in red and green. Mr. Budd led me into the living room where Clarissa and her mother were waiting. Clarissa's father was a genius of sorts, a restless genius whose innovative ideas for making useful and profitable products from garbage had landed him a spot at bivalve byproducts. It was he who suggested the clam pact that was to become so popular, a pair of empty clamshells gilded, rejoined by a metal hinge, a mirror glued inside one valve, the other filled with face powder. The Bud's house was larger than ours and much fuller. Wherever it was possible to have an end table, 
an occasional chair, a picture, or a piece of ceramic statuary, there was one. Clarissa and her mother were sitting on the sofa wearing identical dresses. Clarissa's mother was wearing stockings, but Clarissa was wearing anklets with her girl-sized high-heeled shoes. All of this, Mr. Bud's manner, his position at bivalve byproducts, the house, the decorating scheme, the matching dresses made me feel completely out of my league. 